Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, he says. Welcome to episode number. Was it 42? 43, actually, is what it is right now. 42 plus one. Yeah, 43, actually. If you do the math, that's 43. 42, okay. So, wait, 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 wait. 41, 42. 43. 43, yeah. Yeah, Check I think it, it takes <laughs> yeah, us right to now. Pretty much how it works. To this out, moment right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty much how it works. So this is a special episode where we are going to talk about all the things <laughs> that we love about this upcoming uh, movie season, right? <laughs> Known as fall. Known as fall. You know, Trailers. usually when when sitcoms have like a special episode, it's always like you find out somebody has some <laughs> right. some problem or there's a sickness or Courtney a, gets her period. Yeah, <laughs> like a very special episode. Yeah. yeah did you get your period, like, Ronald? I did. I did. That's what makes this a special I, episode. I I'm going to shave your beard. I look like Abu Nazir from Homeland. <laughs> That's why I, I mentioned that. I was hoping I, you'd go there. We I just went lost to, the I went to, I went to the barber. I said, give me the Osama Bin Laden. I thought you were going with like a voice there for a second. <laughs> but no, that was just you. <laughs> that should be speaking to my barber. My barber said, so what's the special episode we're talking about? The fall, right? We're looking to the future. Yeah, we're looking into the future. Into our crystal ball. And we are going to talk about the trailers that we have seen. Yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of really good movies right. coming out this fall. A lot fall. of movies. Yeah. What, what seems to be. Right. Yeah. Basically, we're going to talk about movies we're looking forward to in this last couple months of the year. So Yeah. I mean, usually, um, I think, historically, these last months of the year, you see a lot of, like, awards bait. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, and, and a lot of the movies that we're going to be talking about in this episode, some of them are definitely going to be contenders when we... I mean, hopefully this year we'll do the same thing we did last mm-hmm. year with our Oscar episode. But, I mean, they're going to be movies that we talk about again. And, and probably movies that we talk about on our Best of Year yeah. episode as well. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing also, we just had our episode where we talked about the summer recap. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the summer had a lot of expectations going in and maybe didn't quite meet what we were hoping for. But the, but the fall, you know, these usually are the movies that... Uh, that they sort of held back from summer. So these mm-hmm. are either movies that they think have a chance at some Oscars or these are, you know, movies that might be a little bit more adult, a little bit more thoughtful. So, yeah. Some yeah. quality here in this season. Definitely. Yeah. So we're going to touch on those movies. We're going to kind of think about it more chronologically, I think, for the most part. So we're going to kind of yeah. go through, you know, September, October, November, December, and just talk about the movies that, you know, like Ronald said, that we've seen trailers for, some that we haven't, but we know we really want to see based off of content, talent, you mm-hmm. know, Producers, directors, whatever it might right. be. So I'm going to just start in, in September. Um, we have a couple of movies that we're going to be talking about, but the first one is going to be The Master. I know that, John, you're stoked beyond words for this movie. <laughs> I mean, I feel like every time we talk about upcoming films, you, yeah. you kind of take lead well, on Well, I just so. feel like with with uh, P.T. Anderson or Paul Thomas Anderson, I don't know how, what you're supposed Isn't there another Paul Anderson that's like a bad director, and that's why we... That's want... Paul. I think it's Paul W.S. Anderson. Okay, so this is, this is P.T. Yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Um, I just think with his movies, you have no idea exactly what you're going to get. And he's, he's, you know, coming off of a, a, such a strange, but ultimately kind of triumphant movie, like there will be blood, which, you know, still seems to have just kind of increased his, his value and his reputation. Uh, yeah. I think, I think it's like, you can look at the the trailers for this movie and see that what they're, they sort of know their audience is coming to see a, a PT Anderson movie and they they don't have to give away too much about the plot. They don't have to give away too much about exactly what you're going to see. It doesn't right. seem like it's an easy sell or a movie with a simple hook to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but but the the hook kind of is. I mean, if there is one, um, 
just that a a charismatic man is going to affect these people in ways that yeah. they never imagined. And it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. And jo- Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, you Joaquin have these Phoenix, two yeah. great oh, actors that, yeah. that are capable yeah. of just doing amazing work and seeing them bounce off of each other. Yeah. In a movie that looks like it's going to be a, you know, a serious movie, a serious drama. I think that's just... Uh, yeah, there's a promise of quality there. And Amy Adams as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Throwing yeah, that makes some good. quality all around. I think it's going to probably be like a pretty divisive film as well, though. I mean, because I know I some of the stuff I read about it, a lot of talks about like how it's based on Scientology and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, these charismatic figure that you talk about, right. um, I having, obviously, we'll talk more about it when we see that, but I'm kind of curious to see how much that comes into play. I mean, I, I find that those things... Uh, are often simpler than people want to make them. I think that you can do a movie that uses the idea of like a charismatic cult leader that kind of refers to Scientology as kind of a theme. I think you can do that without necessarily making a movie about Scientology. And that's what I hope it is. And, and my yeah, impression is that people who are going to this for some kind of tell-all on Scientology will be will be disappointed. Okay, good. Uh, but uh, I do think that there's a certain amount of curiosity we all have about how something like that gets started. And if this movie just approaches that idea of how a... a not to overuse the word, but how a charismatic individual kind of builds this cult around himself. I think that is interesting and speaks to more than just any any one religion, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that that's one we're looking forward to. Um, Steve? <laughs> the next one would be... Looper. Yeah. This ain't no premium rush. I wanted to say that so <laughs> oh, bad. I, oh, man, that was awesome. Are you just joking? No, I'm being serious. He's not just joking. He's joking are and you, being serious. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. That was awesome what just happened here. <laughs> I don't know no, what happened. It was like we were playing volleyball, and like you bumped it, I said it, and you spiked it. That should have been a commercial. And I didn't even realize I was bumping it. Looper. Or spiking coming it. Coming to whatever. This Ain't No Premium Rush. You really saw that movie? Premium Rush? Yeah. No, I just was... It was funny <laughs> that you said it. Just visual castration. That's what it looks like. Okay, let's get back to Looper, though. Okay, Looper. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What do you know about him? I, man, he is he is the Leonardo DiCaprio of 2012. Yeah. <laughs> he is, right? Or at least he's like, he's, he's an actor that everybody's glad to see, uh, you know, for whatever reason, when he started popping up in these high-profile movies in recent years, people just were happy to see him and they like his work. And it's like at this point, he's he's in that sweet spot, yeah. Yeah, I think that that Leonardo DiCaprio is just sitting in his house with his... His high heel uh, disco boots, and he's <laughs> and just, French bulldog, and he's stomping on the couch. Fuck your couch! Just very mad, very mad. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt right now. Stole his thunder, didn't he? He's, stole, he's just stealing his thunder, man. He was the only one from Inception not in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> right? He's like, what? It's what like, how come everybody else was but me? It's like I could have been Joker. <laughs> I could have taken his. Role. Well, Juno wasn't in it. Let's, <laughs> right? Oh right yeah, there. very true. Um, very true. But yeah, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like he seems kind of, <laughs> he seems like the one to beat right now because he seems like he's popping up in all these, you know, he's getting all the good roles. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know about Premium Rush being a good role, but <laughs> I haven't seen. I, but I, I, I was I, curious about I, it. I've heard it's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the thing about um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> or I call it JGL, is that. He, he he goes across his genres. Sorry. He, you know, like he's in comedy, he's in romance, he's in drama, he's in action, and I think that he is able to capture all those things. And I mean, this is the third feature from Ryan Johnson, who um, I was a big fan of Brick, and also I kind of liked the Brothers Bloom. Didn't love it, but I like kind of snuck past me. But he, I liked Brick, and I was curious was about so whatever good. he did. Yeah, Brick was really good, and uh, it's kind of cool to see him working with him again. And the, and the scope of this film is so much bigger than any movie that Ryan's mm-hmm. made before. And I think you know the idea of in. 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt being like a younger, you know, Bruce Willis. And it's just the whole, the idea of this movie, the trailer is incredible in my opinion. And, uh, you know, a lot of the marketing's kind of, uh, I don't know that I really think the marketing is going down the right route, like the posters and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think the interest in the movie for me, the idea of time travel, of oneself being sent back or sent forward or whichever way to to, to off yourself mm-hmm. um, is, is incredible. And it's blowing my mind just talking about it. And I'm really curious because um, Ryan, he's been working on this film for a long time. And I'm hopefully that the detail and the, the script is there to really kind of take you on that journey without feeling like, Lost or cheated in either way. Yeah. But um trailer looks awesome though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, those are kind of like the I guess that those are really the only two big ones in September that we're talking about. But mm-hmm. as we get into October, we kind of start talking about some bigger films. Um uh the first one I'll mention is Argo, uh Ben Affleck's new film, mm-hmm. which you know, director, star, gone baby gone. Oh no, he just directed Gone Baby Gone, right? He wasn't in that. His brother was Casey. Yeah, he wasn't in yeah. it. it so he directed crazy. that Boston set, the town I loved. He mm-hmm. was in that, directed it. I'm really curious to see what he does with this subject matter. Yeah, I, I, I considered a period piece. I liked the town a lot. Piece? I, 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 I think I preferred Gone Baby Gone to the to the town. But either way, I think that it, there's no doubt that you got to take Ben Affleck seriously as a director yeah that he's yeah. not doing you know and even though he is starring in this and you always i don't know it's always a little suspicious when an actor kind of yeah. stars in their own movie and they're kind of this cool guy but i think that we know at this point that he's uh, he he's he kind of knows who he is and he has a sort of sense of humor about himself and so to me this just looked like a you know maybe it was too good a role to to pass up but as a mm-hmm. i'm more interested in the the story and the just the the the, the tale that seems to be unfolding in that than any particular player in it. Like it's one of those stories that no matter who was making it, no matter who was in you'd it, you'd want to see it. You'd want to see that yeah. story unfold. It looks like a really, I mean, it sounds like one of those, I think I heard a reference to the actual real story that it's based on, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know any of the details about it. So, yeah, I mean, just from the trailer, a little bit of backstory, it's based off of the, I think 1979, there was a hostage crisis in Iran where they decided to make up this, or I think it was like an actor or a director that got involved to basically stage this whole way of rescuing these hostages. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben Affleck's character in the film, I think, is like an agent that's working with the CIA to make that. It's based off of real events. I mean, but when you talk about a story that's that cool and you want to know more about that, and you that that's enough to see it. Yeah. But, I mean, you have a really great cast. Ben Affleck's in it. Brian Cranston's in it. Alan Arkin, John Goodman, Kyle Chandler, who I love from yep. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it's one of those trailers where every few shots, somebody you see pops up and you go, oh, this looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Argo's out on the 12th of October, and that's definitely probably my most anticipated for the month. But r- close behind that would be Killing Them Softly. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which um, No, I just, just saw the trailer We just recently that. watched the trailer with you guys I, uh, and, you know, it's first I'd I, I'd seen the poster, but I didn't know anything about it. But that looks like one how of those... awesome is that poster, by the way? It is, it's a really cool design. Holy really shit! Cool. So so simple and minimal. Brad Pitt just chilling with a shotgun. Hell yeah! yeah. And the one that's on Apple trailers is just like a pair of glasses. And oh, I've like seen an that American one too. flag and the the, American yeah. flag and the, the um, that's that's another one where the cast just keeps like throughout the trailer, you just keep getting more and more confident that this could be good. You know, like James Gandolfini. I, I love his. I mean, I think he's legitimately a great actor. I would mm-hmm. love to see him do something that kind of uh, erases our memory of Tony Soprano just a little bit. And I don't think he's quite had that role yet that makes you forget his his you know his main character. So I would you know I'm curious to see what he does in this. And uh, 
Always glad to see Ray Liotta in pop his up. same mob role. Yeah, it looks like he's getting his ass kicked left and right in this one. Yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> he normally doesn't get his ass whipped a lot. But no, it's one of those movies where I couldn't tell. I honestly couldn't. Like, I looked at the trailer and I thought, okay, I can't really tell what the hell's going on here, but it looks cool. So I'm, yeah. I'm in. I'm in I mean, for I'm, it. I'm excited. I mean, Andrew Dominic's like third movie, um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward uh, Robert Ford got. Great, great review. Well, that was, an, you know, like an artistically made film. So that's sure. another thing that makes you think this movie might be made with a, a real eye for, for like gritty cinematography right. and interesting. Like it look, it looks like it's it's stylized, but it also looks like it's got sort of a, I don't know, almost like a seventies uh, cop movie Definitely. kind of feel to it. Sort of, Dingy. I'm all about that. I love black that jacket. That I like feel. That. And and Steve and I were also both nerding out about the Johnny Cash song in the trailer. That's so like one of those. Looks, you know, that's another thing just to kind of mention that we're we're almost reviewing these trailers as much as we are talking about the the movies that they might be. And I think that uh, uh, this trailer really did had a nice flow to it. And with when that song kicks in, it just it just like it just sets the like the tempo, like the meter. Like I I just kind of go along with the song, and I'm just like. Oh, so yeah. into it. It's yeah, like yeah. that. That can be. That can get you so jazzed about a movie. Sometimes you don't even oh, think yeah. about what uh, you know what role that's playing. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and also sometimes the trailer turns out to have been the best thing about the movie. So. <laughs> hopefully, that isn't the case for this one. Not as violent as that. Hopefully, and it doesn't seem so from the trailer. Would be the sessions. Oh man, which is um, oh, Jesus, another looks, one you guys just yeah. checked out. Yeah, uh, John I mean, Hawks. I mean, yeah, John Hawks. John Hawks. John Hawks. Like, I, I, I mean, dude. I loved him on Deadwood, and I, I, I couldn't wait to see him in more things, you know. And <laughs> right. and then he's, you know, he did Winter's Bone, which he basically kind of carried. Uh, now he didn't. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence was great in that, but his role in Winter's Bone was one of those where you just you see an actor kind of overcome his type. Um, I'd say the same for Martha Marcy May Marlene. Yeah, well, I was going to say I didn't see that one, but I'm yeah, glad you said it because same, I, I didn't want to have to say the name. No, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> but it's like, but sounds sounded like a similar character. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just as Jennifer Lawrence and her part of Winter's Bone. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen plays, I guess, a similar character, but his supporting role in the film is is the backbone of it, in my opinion, and really kind of what sets that film up. And I mean, this is this is a film. This looks like he's going to tug at your heartstrings yeah. like 97 times in this movie. You know? Yeah, and I mean, this is Helen Hunt. Um, I don't know why I picked 97. He's not going to quite do it 100 times, guys. If it's not 97, I'm going to be pissed. All right. Well, if it's closest without going over. Oh, William H. Macy is also in this. Yeah. Uh, just I love William H. Solid, solid movie. Um, it actually won the Audience Award at Sundance past year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of positive. Well, he seems to have transformed his... his physicality so much, too. It's like, you know, it took me a second to recognize that yeah, was him me, because he's he's playing a, a, a guy who's confined to his, his bed, basically. And, yeah. you know, he's got kind of a, a, I guess, is he a quadriplegic in the movie? Is that the premise? Looks or? like it, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's polio. They, polio, I think they yeah. mentioned oh, he suffers from yeah. polio. Yeah. So it's like, you know, his physical form is a little bit contorted and it's kind of sunken chest. I mean, it just, it you definitely... The first time I saw the the character, my first thought was, "Oh, who's that? Or who did they find that has uh, this condition?" And then you look and you realize it's this act. I don't know. I, 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 you know, it's almost a parlor trick to kind of transform yourself physically for a role. But I, I love to see it done well. And with with this guy, you know, this subject matter seems like it's yeah, it's again a story that's so amazing. I mean, it's based on true events. I yeah. mean, that is amazing. Actually, a few years ago, I think mid '90s, there was a short documentary made about this subject matter mm-hmm. that actually won the academy award for wow. best short form doc and it just looks really solid film and obviously mm-hmm. i mentioned academy awards this is obviously a movie i think it's yeah. going after it in probably all the major categories well, i feel like this might i mean if this doesn't get him uh, uh an 
a nod, then that'll be a strange thing because his star has been on the rise when it comes to that. I mean, he keeps getting recognized for, for turning in these really powerful performances. Yeah. yeah. All right, John. What's what's the next one in October? Next one for October is the the, the, the it's already controversial because people are already talking about you know even in this room there may be differing opinions about right. whether oh, this movie sure. looks good or not. Right. But Cloud Atlas, um, it, the, the worrying sign to me is not that they released a, a six minute trailer. I don't mind that. Actually, I like when movies release an odd you know like a a, a two minute clip or a, a scene from late in the movie or a, a whole sequence or whatever to kind of market them. So to me, a six minute trailer that doesn't really explain the plot too much doesn't bother me. What seems like a bad sign is that they also felt compelled to release this trailer for the trailer, yeah. where uh, the Wachowski siblings and uh, Tom Twiker, their co director on this. Uh, talk about the movie, and they seem a little nervous about whether audiences are going to get it. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, with with The Matrix, although that was a really complex idea, at least had action to, to cover. Well, there's a lot of movies that come out that are complex, though, where they don't release a trailer to explain. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. You're right, right. Like Tree of Life didn't yeah, come with a trailer Tree to explain Yeah, you mentioned Tree of Life before we recorded. Like, did <laughs> they have a trailer for that trailer? No. <laughs> if they did, but, would you have gone and see it? Yeah, I think I think I, I think I would have. Well, let's at least been warned that this is going to be the crap of crappiest of the crappy. But the, my my other concern when watching it was just, and I know Steve, you seem to agree with me when I mentioned this earlier, was that you watch the trailer and you can't see how some the movie seems like you're like, what is the movie going to be five hours long? Because it it it, it seems it like it so, contains so many different characters, yeah. and so many different worlds, and um, I'm actually very curious to read the book, which is supposedly. Uh, uh, qu- quite a fine novel. Uh, David Mitchell uh, wrote it, right? And I think it's one of those books that a lot of people viewed as kind of an unadaptable book because of how much it jumps forward and backwards through time and and you know, differing characters. Okay. And I, I think that that you know that you can sort of understand that maybe the Wachowski brothers, oh, the Wachowski siblings. I'm trying, trying to be trying to be fair here. Right. Um, that they. Um, the Wachowskis. How about that? Yeah, I, guess yeah, I like that. That the Wachowskis would would seek out a work that would have like mind bending qualities to it, based on yeah. the reputation they might have from the it Matrix. It looks like it has some a lot of. I mind. mean, visually, it looks incredible. I mean, the scope is always. I'm always down for that. I mean, in terms of giving it a shot. But I mean, what I get from that trailer, even at five minutes, it still is very confusing as yeah. to what the hell's going on. And the fact that they have the filmmakers make another trailer to explain to me what's going on and uh, how this film was made and that they're blatantly like from their studio they're concerned with trying to explain what this movie is yeah. you know that's really tough yeah to get me to want to see it if i don't know about the book or even the synopsis that i read like if i go to the site and read the synopsis it's the most generic synopsis probably for a movie i've read this year yeah it was, it was like pe- different people are linked through different events through yeah, time that's <laughs> it that's literally it yeah. i mean and that's I that's think it's just so broad a very glorified love story just it, I think it's just if, gonna be. I, if I could feel this, yeah, you may be right because the yeah. structure it does suggest that there's a two people finding each other across time yeah. thing going on, and that might be something I'm not that excited to see. I don't know. I also think it's like the idea, like no matter the circumstances, I guess the idea is if some people are meant to be together, they'll find each other no matter what the circumstances. what dimension or time. Yeah. And yeah. I, I guess that's what the the whole. We've like, never seen that story before. Trailer for a tra- <laughs> trailer for a trailer <laughs> thing was. Uh, as, as weird as it was, they were trying to connect the words together the way yeah. they, these connections are supposed to be, which makes sense. I mean, but it is so kind you, of you, hard. You, I thought that was a really contrived device that Agreed. made that that yeah, made that thing awkward. But contrived. but you saying that made me think. Uh, 
you know, okay, well, maybe that was intentional. Maybe it was conceptual. I mean, think about the second two Matrix movies and that they tried mm-hmm. to pile in all this kind of philosophy. Is this going to be one of those movies that's going to be well-intended and probably really well-made? But if you stand back and look at it, is it going to be a little a little contrived and a little obvious? I mean, I think that's the only thing yeah. I'm kind of afraid of is that it, that it's going to think it's being more profound than it's than it's being. But I, 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 I agree with you that visually... I'm I'm in. It's like I I want to see what the hell's going on. And I thought there were some sites in that trailer that just seemed like they were you know a world I haven't seen before. So I'm I'm on. I don't think that Sir Thomas Hanks would involve himself. His involvement is one of the also most encouraging things for sure. And also seeing him in kind of a futuristic setting, and you know even Halle Berry seeing her play that like seeing them to like seeing actors like that in that kind of sci-fi part because there is a part of the story that seems like it goes into deep sci-fi and then there's other stuff there's there's tom hanks also has some pretty suspiciously uh, he looked pretty terrible facial hair in right. in one th- character so it looks that like they each looks play like from the 70s yeah he's, like kind he's of got like a bald head but a little sleazy. bit of yeah, yeah like mutton chops but they're like <laughs> yeah. they're like five o'clock shadow mutton yeah. chops we'll have to see that might be an hour six of the movie we'll definitely we'll, promising and what's the date on that uh on uh out 10 26 10 26 end of the month Perfect Halloween film. I was gonna mention. Is it? Movie, but <laughs> it could be. I don't know where that movie's going. Uh, just kind of shoot off some of these movies. Frank and Weenie also in October. Paranormal Four. I don't know why I'm not excited to see Frank and Weenie. Yeah, because you saw it already. The short. Well, but I mean, like shorties. maybe it's that the world. Like I, I think if you look at, and I know this isn't even one we were going to talk about, so I'll just make one observation. Yeah. And I'll jump off the horse, mm-hmm. guys. Um, doing great on time. <laughs> I've been watching. Um, but like you look at something like Paranorman and then you look at something like Frankenweenie and it's almost like the, I don't know, the designs just aren't as attractive. The animation is not like Tim Burton's work with H- Henry Selleck was, I thought, really beautiful. Yeah. The movies yeah. Tim Burton know, has made by himself, like Corpse Bride. Yeah. It's not quite the same. It's not the same quality as what Henry Selleck yeah. or I would say the people at Leica, Leica, like what they bring to it, that they they have a little higher art form. So Frankenweenie looks like it's in that thread with Corpse Bride where it might. I'm sure it'll be awesome in some ways, but I, the, it's not easy on the eyes. Quite. Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand. What are, right. what are some other ones in? So are we in, in November those? now? Yeah, we're going to November, Ronald. Okay, so closer on the bus, right? So <laughs> can I talk about somebody in November? John Hawks also going to be in this movie. Lincoln. 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 Daniel Day Lewis is also what? in this movie. What? Or is it Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. From the picture, it looks, it looks like, from the picture, it looks like they got Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, they got him. <laughs> right. He was available. Right, right. This movie is jam packed full of people, and it's making me uncomfortable. What Lincoln? <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Jared Harris from Mad Men. Yeah, Sally Fields, uh, David Strathairn, who I absolutely love. Lee Pace from Pushing Daisies, great TV show I used to watch. Yeah, Pushing Daisies was. Jackie O'Hale. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of people with Spielberg. Wow. What do you want? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so maybe Oscar that's Bate, the hello. It, that's the is that the fear though? I mean, if if anything, do you fear this might be? I mean, Spielberg has definitely got different modes, and I I I, I, I always am on, I'm always going to check out a Spielberg movie. I know that a lot of people it's kind of fashionable to beat up on him and such, but you know because he can make some kind of corny stuff, and even some of his better movies will have moments or a, like the third act aren't always that solid. But I mean, is there any concern that this might be kind of a sappy? movie or do we feel like the subject matter and the acting talent involved is is you know enough to kind of counteract that i'd go with the latter yeah personally i don't know i mean i mean i'm only speaking almost as a devil's advocate because i really am excited to see (laughs) this absolutely i i feel like i always give benefit of the doubt to spielberg like he is probably 
I mean, probably my favorite director overall throughout my whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the reason I got into movies when I was a little kid. Yeah. But I mean, I, I the subject matter, I love history, American history. Abraham Lincoln is an amazing subject to. This one's to been cover in development for a long, for a long time, time, too. Right. And um, they lost Liam Neeson as the as the uh, yeah, lead. Actually. I just, I just, I'm very excited for this movie. I, I think, I think the subject matter, the cast, the um. I just think it's going to be a solid film. I mean, it looks, it looks lo- solid. more will be known when we see a trailer, and you'll probably we'll probably have a little more answers in terms of like what's the scope of yeah, it? The like, scope, what's the where are we in his life, or where, what's happening, or what, what's the tone of it? Right. I personally don't see Daniel Day Lewis signing on to something. That's that, the other piece that of would it. be cheesy. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I no think way. We, that's the way I was kind of framing it in my mind. Was is this going to feel like a Daniel Day Lewis movie, or is this going to feel like a a, a familiar form of a Spielberg movie? <laughs> sure. Because I mean, the one thing about it being a Spielberg movie that is solid is you know that there's going to be like the achievement of the 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 just the scenery and the environment and everything. It's going to it's going to like the production value will be high, and I think that if the script is good, yeah, we, it's, you, you, oh, yeah. it's hard to imagine Daniel Day Lewis not doing something amazing in this role. He doesn't slack. I yeah. mean, that's one thing. He doesn't phone it in. He's fully committed to being amazing in a movie. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't expect any less. Two other movies actually that come out at the beginning of that month. Um, well, Lincoln's supposed to hit its wider release on the 16th of November. <laughs> okay. Uh, but on the second, we have two films. You wanted to talk about Flight. Yeah, um, Flight, the newest uh, offering from Mr. Denzel Washington. Or from Robert Zemeckis, right? I'd say Robert Uh, Zemeckis, yeah. Uh, And I would also say it's more, uh, one more... Is it really his movie? One one more entry in Robert Zemeckis tells you the story of the whole movie in the trailer because he thinks that's what audiences want. That's my only complaint. Yeah, that's that like I found that I, even though I think the twist of that is like worth getting to in the trailer, Mm -hmm. I've did feel like it was kind of ruined for me. You know what I mean? It's almost hard not to sort of feel like you know what the arc of that that movie is. Yeah, that I mean it it looks it looks solid. I mean uh, Don Cheadle, Denzel mm-hmm. Washington together in a movie. Yeah. John Goodman again. Last time they were in a movie together, guess what? Guess what movie? Uh Devil in a Blue Dress? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really, that's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a really, that's good really good. Movie. And that's really good. That was like the first time I remember seeing Don Cheadle. Was yeah. Mouse? Was that the name of his Mouse character? Mouse was a psycho. It was great though. Yeah, great, yeah. great movie. Um, I'm surprised there weren't more. You know, that seemed like it was trying to be a series. Yeah, and it, no, that should have been more. No interest in flight for me, guys. Check it out on that one. All right. yeah, <laughs> like Zemeckis, nothing with the trailer gets me excited. Oh, what a sorry, dick. dude. What a dick. <laughs> but the other movie coming out in the second gets me very excited. That's Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. That it could, it could be a porn movie or also an animated movie. Yeah. A 3D Disney film <laughs> or a yeah. 3D Disney with John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman, <laughs> yeah, and like terrific Jack sounding Rare, voice cast. Yeah, uh, Jane Lynch. Yeah, uh, some yeah. other people that are really funny people. And it looks like you know we were talking um, last time about kind of Pixar's legacy. This movie really feels like a kind of a Pixar style movie in it the does. sense that yeah. it sounds like an idea that's got like it's just like what do your toys do when you leave the room? It's like such a simple concept. What do the characters in video games do? It's very much like a Toy Story for video Absolutely. games. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that for that reason, it's it's like I can imagine that there's a ton of humor that's gonna come from that, a ton of great characters. Um, and there's it looks like it's got a nostalgic look at video games mixed and with very a modern. yeah no I and, I and I love the sort of support group of all the video game villains that don't want to be I mean it just seems like it's shot full of cleverness and yeah, I, I expect it to really be and a, I think a lot of that comes from movie. from Rich Moore who was a showrunner on uh, The Simpsons and Futurama so a lot of that type of humor yeah you can catch you can catch some of it in the trailer yeah. while it's brief but I mean I feel like in the film as it plays out that'll be brought to the table no it it definitely looks like a fun film 
Wreck-It Ralph. And I, I always look forward to anything that looks like, oh, I know Henry, my son, is going to want to see that, and I actually <laughs> won't mind, you know? Right, yeah. right. And you'll, it looks like one of those movies, immediately after I saw that, I, I was like, man, I'll buy that. I'll buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray. They've got you. They got me already. It looks, it looks great, man. Every every yeah. movie I've seen that it's been a, attached to as a trailer, like no matter what audience yeah, I was that's with, true. it plays incredible. Yeah. Like every audience, like parents, kids, teen, whatever, everybody's into it, which is like the general sense consensus when you say a Pixar film. Mm-hmm. So it's got that edge to it. And I mean, uh, it looks awesome. Definitely. Uh, the week after that is uh, the new Bond film, Skyfall. Whew. Uh, Whew. 23rd. Yeah. Bond film, Sam Mendes. Yeah, Man. looks it looks good. I mean, it looks legitimately. I think it looks amazing. It, it looks does. legitimately. I don't want to jinx it, but holy. Well, shit. I think it's. Um, I think Roger Deakins was the director of photography on it. That's the guy who normally works with the Coen Brothers, and he's yeah, you know kind of known yeah. for just his. Well, I mean, well, he works with the Coen Brothers. Those guys are strong visual stylists. Mm-hmm. You know that movie's gonna have a strong visual sense. It looks just really lush and. And colorful, and and it looks like maybe they're inching a little bit closer to the kind of fun, actiony sort of Bond. Even though they, you know, it looks like it's still in that thread with the Daniel Craig character, where he's yeah. a little bit tougher and a little bit more of a brawler. But but I just feel like this looks more. I don't know. Somehow this feels like a Bond film. You yeah, know, there's the, there's more like art. Yeah, in it. Like there's there's scenes where he's just standing there while it's panning around. They didn't really do that a lot. I yeah. feel like it was just like running in action and stuff like that. And this feels, like you said, like this feels very like a throwback. Yeah, to, to like a big, like a big. I don't know. Just like again, it's one of those movies where you look at it and you instantly go, "Okay, I can see the money on the screen," even just from yeah. the imagery. That it's it, so sharp. It's it's one mm-hmm. of the sharpest, richest. And what have you guys Bond. thought about Daniel Craig's? I was gonna say series? I, I love Daniel Craig as Bond. Yeah, I, I've yeah. actually from the first one he's been in. Uh, so did you guys enjoy Quantum of Solace? I did. I did too. I did. Okay. I did, man. Okay. I, like I feel like that's one of those movies again that people. I, I don't understand where the attitude that it just sucks that a lot of people seem to have. You know, I don't understand where that comes from. But. I don't know. It's just different. It's a different kind of bond, and people just. I don't know. But I, I mean, so to me, this seems like the fulfillment of just continuing to show. You know, fulfill that promise of. Of Daniel Craig in that role, like yeah. I'm gonna hope he. I don't know if he's only gonna do three or if he's gonna do a couple more. But I think he's you know. for the fourth one or a fourth one. So, uh, I think he's great as Bond. Yeah. I think so too. I, he's gritty. He's you know he's a little more rough. I like gritty Bond. I like gritty yeah. Bond punching people. In but the but they've started to thread in those little bits of humor. I mean, I, again, I feel like the Bond movies do need that tiny little thread, not like a silly campiness. Like I don't want to see the Roger Moore days come back necessarily. Right, right. But I do like that idea. Like in again in Quantum of Solace, I felt like there were a couple more moments where he kind of cracks a joke it's not like a schwarzenegger line or anything but you know i think that yeah we have every reason to expect this movie to be you know extremely watchable cool cool and who's the villain in it uh it? javier bardem and they were pretty much been hiding him in Nothing. the promotional material yeah. so that's i mean does he, he does he show up in the trailer no he doesn't even pop no. up i don't think i think they like i saw i, I saw a still of him they, like a production still yeah i've just seen him in in like production stills, and and I haven't heard his accent. Yeah. He looks weird. With like I mean, the bleach blonde hair, strange. Yeah. I I can't wait to hear what he sounds like. Well, that just makes me think we're gonna get another crazy Bond villain. You know, like a right. sort of high concept villain. And I Come think on, that that's he was great. No country for old man. Yeah. So if he's anywhere near that, I'll I'll love it. So, moving to December. Oh man, the chilliest month. The big guns come out. 
I guess. I don't know. That's what Bunch I heard. Of, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like I sent it That's what they say. Well, I do feel like December is pretty bloated with, like, big movies. And it, <laughs> right. it's sort of, it's that kind of thing where you sense that these are movies that they... They are it's it's that that Christmas Day or that release around Christmas Day that's become as big as like Memorial Day or right. how arrogant are you to release something on Christmas Day? Everybody's off. Right. People I are tired of hanging out with their families. It's so weird. Like, Let's I'm go catch it at yeah. the release it on <laughs> Christmas Day. Yep. It's also almost like if you're a film buff, that means you got to go to the damn theater on Christmas Day. If, right. You know, it's like I don't want to deal with the crowds. I don't want to go to the theater on Christmas right, Day, right, but right. I will to see. I guess what is it that comes out on Christmas? Is it Django and Django? Yeah. Oh, I'll, which you'll know you're going on Christmas oh, Day. Hell yeah, I'm right? going on Christmas Day. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about Django since we just yeah. Hit I'm that excited up. to see this movie. I yeah, think it looks I mean, great. That's all that I have Damn. to say about it. Yeah, Tarantino, I mean, Christoph Waltz, Jamie Fox. I mean, Jamie Fox. I like Jamie Fox. Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I have a feeling that he. So did he get off the couch at this point? He did. He's going to have so many racist zingers throughout this movie. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like he's like having he's a, gonna say ridiculous. Looks like he's having Chewing a ball too. Yeah. Yeah. The part where he like turns around, and he's like, well, he is a rambunctious sort, isn't he? That part looks. He's gonna say things like that all. And he's like got that kind of. Yeah, no, he he looks great, and I love this. The Christoph Waltz looks like. He's he's going to be great in that in that role, you know, like the kind of bounty hunter. And I think, yeah. you know, I think as much as like Tarantino's boldness with dealing with this subject matter in yeah. this way. Like I remember when Inglorious Bastards uh, was, you know, came when I was watching that and I was just thinking, how far is he going to go? And, yeah, he, and it's and like he, and he rewrote history to the extent that we get to see one of our Jewish heroes basically shoot Hitler in the face multiple times. You know, I feel like taking that same attitude towards the story of slavery in the South is going to, I mean, again, I'm sure there's some people that are going to find it offensive and and, and inappropriate, but I think it's going to be an exhilarating experience to see a, uh, this form of comeuppance because I mean even in the trailer you get the like the image of the the cotton with the blood spraying on it yep. yeah. and even just the tagline this Christmas Django's off the chain <laughs> yeah it's just like it's like sort of they're they're having fun with subject matter that uh, filmmakers don't normally try to have fun with sure yeah. and I think that's gonna make I'm sure there's gonna be a a very serious backbone to some of that stuff in the movie but I Got think that, that what Tarantino does is sort of you know, flip a big middle finger to the to the notion of like what you can do in a movie. Sometimes, definitely, I think that people aren't used to seeing generationally that sort of revenge sort of movie yeah. that used to exist in black exploitation films no, you're all right. the time. Like they're not. I mean, I I talk to people all the time that just have not seen a lot of those like revenge films. Like mm-hmm. they're very very interesting. It's kind of harsh. Yeah, but it's. I mean, I guess the idea is like people are treated really badly, and sometimes you got to highlight it, and sometimes you got to sort of say, "Wouldn't it be cool if?" I mean, yeah. I think, and I <laughs> right. think that maybe that's the thing that it a little bit. That, that right. can again, that's yeah. that's where he's treading on dangerous ground, and a lot. It it's is like, and really. you can make the argument that you shouldn't be doing that, but I think if, and that's, I'm not even, you know, if I sound like I'm just high on the fumes of of Tarantino's genius, I'm not. I mean, I've liked. All of his movies. I haven't loved all of his movies. I haven't thought that he's ne- like never made a, a bad step. I've... Spike Lee's going to say something about this. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's probably already writing it. <laughs> it's like... But but I mean, so to me, the, the fact. But I think coming off of Inglorious Bastards, which which to me, it just struck me as a really confident movie. I'm, oh, yeah. you know, it just reminded me that okay, now that he's done with Kill Bill, um, which seemed like it took a long time to to happen. You know, yeah. I think it's if he's in this. If he's in this vein of of making a kind of a, a gritty, dirty movie that's gonna, you know, every couple of years he's gonna put out something that's gonna make you make that's gonna get you excited to see something that you that you could only see from him. I think yeah. that that's yeah, he's he's doing his job. 
Definitely. Also, we have uh, The Hobbit. Yep. An Unexpected Journey. Yeah. December 14th, Peter Jackson. The first of now three. It yeah. was two, now it's three. So now you got a, you got this year, second one's in December of 2013 and mid-2014 for the third one. That's really cool that they're marathon at that at that rate. And I think so what do you guys think of it being a trilogy? I don't know. I mean, I think it's a little maybe like milking it too much, personally. Mm-hmm. I mean... Frankly, there is a lot of material. Like what oh, what, what, they're, what they're talking about doing though is not taking the book The Hobbit and turning it into three movies. What they're doing is creating s- threads that will connect The Hobbit to Lord of the Rings. So it's not quite like they're taking a right. children's book. This that's fine by long. me then. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't aware of that. As, as what they're doing is take, is taking a lot of material that wasn't used from Lord of the Rings. That's like in the appendixes or the appendices of that, and uh, and it's you know just storytelling that. Events you wouldn't get to see otherwise, because the the general opinion is that the the Tolkien estate is gonna they're not gonna let any more movies be made, at least not by this, you know, uh, it, by this company. Like the, the, apparently Christopher Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien's son, who controls all that, doesn't like the the Hobbit movies that have come out already. So wow. he's so he's like kind of jealously guarding the remainder of the stuff. So the fact that they were able to kind of take the material they already had the rights to and say, hey, we can get you know more out of that. I agree with you that it sounds like they could be milking it, but at this point, I think Peter Jackson has yet to make a bad Hobbit movie, so I'm I'm on board. <laughs> Give him the benefit. Right. I mean... Trail- Honestly, I feel like the trailer, I don't get too excited about no, the trailer. it is bland. I think it's a pretty boring trailer. It is bland a little too lighthearted. Trailer. I mean, I don't know that there's a little more of that in probably that first Hobbit film. Mm-hmm. And I expect that, you know, from reading the book when I was younger and also seeing, you know, the older film from the 70s. 70s? Late 70s? I think so. The yeah. animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah my dad. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I expected a little bit, but just nothing in the trailer really. And maybe the trailer came out before a lot of this. It was in post-production. Mm-hmm. Maybe some new awesome trailer will come out shortly. But, yeah, nothing didn't, nothing blew me away. I mean, obviously yeah. the set, the production design, it's all incredible as it always has been. Yeah. With with anything he does, especially the Lord of the, Lord of the Ring films, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, just on principle, I'm beyond excited to see. Well, I agree. It. I mean, I I I I was I think the trailer was more effective on me than it was on you, but I agree that it, at this point they haven't really shown any imagery except for you know elves and dwarves and yeah. guys just kind of hanging around. So I have a feeling there'll be a lot more materials coming out that will show more you know, more battles and more more crazy creatures sure. and stuff. But sure. it, I, I agree that it's one of those where the trailer just sort of just all it really does is kind of sell you on the idea that there's this movie coming. It doesn't really, you know, it doesn't do anything to necessarily make someone who, who didn't like the the previous trilogy say, oh, i got to see this. Sure. If you if you hated Hobbits before, you're stay not going to. Yeah, <laughs> stay away. Uh, let's see. Later that week, the 19th of December, there's uh, Catherine Bigelow's new film, Zero Dark Thirty, mm-hmm. which admittedly i knew like very very little about mm-hmm. trailer came out a couple weeks ago watched the trailer after seeing it on a couple different sites and it's probably beyond these franchises that i've already been aware of like bond and the hobbit it's probably one of my most anticipated of the fall mm-hmm. um just because of the company involved um the subject matter i mean for those of you not familiar with the movie because it is kind of just now kind of coming out in terms of what it's about um it's basically as you know, following the capture, assassination, the tracking findings of Osama bin Laden, and um, Jessica Chastain is in it. Mark Strong, uh, Chris Pratt, which is Chris Pratt, comedian in a serious film, mm-hmm. um, and Joel Edgerton, who I'm a huge fan of. From uh, people may know him from Warrior, um, just a really great actor. But 
No, it's such a compelling story. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, we talk about like the Lincoln, you know, whoever you have in it, you'd still want to see it, especially when you have like a filmmaker, screenwriters, uh, Mark Ball, who did The Hurt Locker with Catherine Bigelow, you know, so obviously this is a film that that time of year is coming out, obviously Oscar in mind, but the quality is definitely, I have no doubt this movie is going to be incredible. Um, you could, I don't know. I'd put my money on one film that's is going to be great in in December. It's probably that. Um, there's super hush hush about a lot of the movie, like the interviews I've seen with Jessica Chastain. She's been doing press for for Lawless, the film that's coming out um, or that came out at the end of August. But um, people asking her about this movie, saying nothing about it. I mean, just they mm-hmm. want it hush hush. You know, just that that moment of in the theater. Hopefully, they don't give too much. Obviously, they're not giving things away, but just the filmmaking and and the actual story and what they go, where they go with it, yeah. it looks incredible to me. Also, seeing what uh, Catherine Bigelow has done with this type of material before, sure. it seems like she's you know, not, not strained too Very far capable, f- from yeah. like what you know, what she kind of hung her hat on with uh, her, her her locker, which is like uh, again, it's like it's recent history. It's newsworthy. It's a story that we all heard, but we may have wondered kind of what really happened there. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a, a really cool, like bo- both a good action movie and, a, 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 you know, something you kind of need to see. Absolutely. And I think that only leaves one other movie that we really were talking about for, for December, which is This is 40. This is 40. Looks the unofficial sort of kind of sequel to yeah, Knocked I, Up. You know, this movie looks really close to home with a lot of the yeah. kind of comedy. I mean, I definitely, uh, as a, as a, well, I won't, I won't reveal too much, but I'm pushing towards that number. Um, <laughs> and my wife and I, when we saw this trailer, um, I mean, it was like, we started, it, we started kind of chuckling at it and kind of looking at each other. And there was this kind of feeling we had of like, you know, who hid the microphone and the cameras in our, in our house. I mean, just some of the kind of themes about like keeping, keeping, love going and keeping keeping a marriage going in the face of all the you know everything that happens in your career and in your life and with kids and stuff it seems like it, like i feel like this looks like judd apatow on a on a on a good good subject matter for him you know oh yeah and, it, and, his and i think that's where a lot of his power i mean a lot of his films i really like there is that element of like really straight out comedy but there are really tender human mm-hmm. elements in the films and i think that that's a, a big strength of his in most cases I mean, he wrote and directed this film, so you know Leslie Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd, who's amazing. Uh, you know, it just is a great trailer. Yeah, it's um, funny, and it looks really, like really solid trailer. Looks like you're gonna like the characters, and you're not. It doesn't look like there's a bad guy, but it does look like you know there's room for there to be kind of trouble and strife. And I don't know. I think that's uh, that's yeah. I mean, good if you've a, seen Knocked Up, you know, you know, you kind of already like these characters a little bit. So yeah. going in and let's step to the side of that knocked up world and follow these guys. It's kind of cool to kind of have that going in the same the same universe, but mm-hmm. being able to see how they're dealing with. Uh, with the, and with I think also age. if it, I mean, who knows if it turns out to be this way, but I think to see someone deal with a movie, in a movie, deal with a relationship that's not built around people, like we were saying before, not built around people finding each other. It's not built around falling in love and finding the one. It's not built around uh, what, you know, this torrid affair. It looks like it's built around just people that are trying to keep keep all the plates spinning as life goes on. And yeah, that's, definitely. you know. Judd can be. do no wrong to me. So, I mean... Funny People wasn't as great yeah. as some of his other stuff, but it had still, great moments though. Yeah, I mean, it was just rare, too long for me. It was almost like two movies grafted onto yeah. each other. Why yeah, don't we get into yeah. that topic now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you're. I, I don't know if he's he's a little hit or miss for me in general, but I always he's another one of those directors that I'm always interested to see. Like, I guess maybe his movies that he produces or co-writes 
I don't always feel obligated to that, check out. But when he's directing and writing, that's I, the key. I, I think. I think it. You, yeah, I, I'm definitely. That's the situation. If I myself more like I, I have to see it, or I will definitely see it, as opposed to he has just like a producer tag on it or whatever. Because right, right. that's just like I don't know. I don't. I hate that shit when they just like throw somebody's name on there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, he showed up for a day on set and said, "I like that," and then right, let's right, produce it by right. him, and people will see it. But um, yeah, I mean that that's a lot of films this fall that we're looking forward to. I mean, I know when we do the previews, we mention tons of movies and. We try to see them all. I mean, we sometimes we can't, but I mean, I know personally there's a lot of films that we just talked about that I have to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a season. This is the season that when it comes to the award season, is which is like Christmas to me Same. around the Oscars. Like, I am a dork about that stuff. Like, all the Oscar watch sites and everything. You need to see these movies. We will absolutely see these movies, I know. Um, and hopefully, you know, you will too. And I mean, as they come out, we'll do some feature episodes on them and kind of talk into them a more, a little more depth, but, yeah. um, a lot of great films to see all across the genres, time periods. Yeah. Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that's uh, one movie that touches on like 10 time periods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All inclusive. Yeah. But I don't know, tons of options for you guys. So hopefully, you know, you can seek them out in the theaters. We'll post some more information on the release dates and a lot of the films that we highlighted on the movie site. As always, you can go there for reviews, you know, in between the podcasts. Um, we post trailers, news items. Uh, you can always email us, movieshmovie at gmail.com. You know, we're always trying to figure out new, fun things to do instead of just doing the same old thing over and over again. So please shoot us some suggestions. Yes. iTunes, um, subscribe to the podcast, download it, do whatever you need to do. I mean, the cool thing about it is that there's so many ways to listen through iTunes. You can do it on your, you know, iOS devices if you have the podcast app. Um, you can download them and sync them, whatever you want to do. Or just stream it. You don't even have to subscribe. Just listen to us. And if you listen, please like rate it or leave a comment. Do something with it. Yeah. Um, and Ronald takes care of the Mixcloud account, so he'll post the podcast up there as always, and you can subscribe to that as well. Don't be a stick in the mud. If you if you if you're gonna listen to it, rate it. Don't don't be a dick and just listen to it and then email us a cut. We don't care about that. So you heard that, right? It. If you're listening to this right now and you haven't rated us, right? Ronald's calling you a dick. You're a dick. And I'm, I'm not even saying I disagree with that. It, it's like it's like taking going to a restaurant. You know, you're walking out. You say, "Have a nice day." You don't tip, and then you take fifty mints, and then you give it to your girlfriend to put it in her purse. And then as you're driving away, you're like, "These mints are really good." I'm never tipping them. I would asshole. say that just not leaving a tip analogy. You could have kept. The, you could have stopped there. Yeah. Nope. Took it that oh. next step. Yep. You're always there for that next step. I, li- I like mm-hmm. that about you. Mm-hmm. That's probably my second most favorite thing about you. <laughs> yep. That's about it for this episode. Uh, as always, you've made our day. Take care. Bye. <laughs>